0: Hey, it's Frank from Meanwhile. So I'm just fresh out of the theater from Black Adam. I went with my best buddy, Ken. And uh, first off, I'm just gonna say, the movie is a lot of fun. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that the movie's a lot of fun, and it definitely is a lot of fun. Um, this was a non-stop thrill ride. Pulse pounding, just constant go, go, go. Um, I was sort of shocked at how kinetic the story was and how much movement there was in the story itself not just the action sequences as far as movement goes but the story itself was very kinetic and uh i enjoyed it um you know it's not the it's not my favorite uh superhero film that's for sure but um it's definitely something that i had fun with um it's better than most of the films that i've seen in uh, phase four, that's for sure. It's better than Thor Love and Thunder. It's better than Black Widow. Um, I'd probably put it on par somewhere with Eternals. Um, It's not as good as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but it's good. It's a good flick. And I think that this is something that DC can definitely be proud of. Now, I wasn't expecting to have any sort of complexity to the story, but there is some complexity to the story for sure. And there's also quite a bit of emotional range to the story as well. As someone who is a fan of, you know, the, you know, the goings-on of the geopolitical world, I was a big fan of some of the themes and some of the ideas that they explored in this film. Um, I was really expecting this to be more of a color-by-numbers type of story, and it wasn't. There was a lot of twists. There was a couple of turns here and there. And they were surprising and they were very enjoyable. And as far as comedy goes, there are definitely some funny moments in the film, but they definitely beat a dead horse to death on one of their comedic premises that just kept going on and on and on. It was almost the same as the Thor in love with his hammer joke in Thor Love and Thunder, not as bad and not as repetitive but certainly started to kind of feel that way. And I think you'll spot it when you see it. It just uh, kind of irked me a bit. Now there is a big exposition piece in this film. And honestly, I felt maybe there was a better way to get that information across with some of the characters and throughout the story. It almost gets repeated later in the movie. So I thought maybe that the heavy exposition uh, piece may have been could have been slimmed down a bit um, and there could have been more room for character development and you know some you know some deeper character moments but you know uh, with these type of movies uh, you know, especially with a character that you you know is being reintroduced to the world after 5,000 6,000 years and there's a you know there's a legend there's a you know there's the myth behind this character you kind of sort of have to have those but I think that they could have found their way around it. Now the overall tone of the film is definitely a little bit darker than we've seen in the past as far as the prototypical superhero film, unless we're talking about a director like Chris Nolan or Zack Snyder. So it was definitely a departure from the uh, popcorn superhero flick to a degree. Uh, We're not talking about anything crazy. like We're not talking about any sort of extreme of uh, darkness. It almost got to the point where the darkness needed to be explained. Um, by one of the characters, so I kind of felt like that sort of lost its uh, sharpness to it, you know. Now at the top, I mentioned that the film is action packed, and it certainly is. But let's talk a little bit, a little bit deeper about the action stuff, the, uh, the special effects, the the different action set pieces. So one of the things that I found is that there's a heavy reliance on slow motion and a lot of stylizing. Uh, for a lot of the combat uh, scenes between the characters and a lot of them I was a fan of and some of them I wasn't so much a fan of. I felt like some of Dr. Fate's magical feats were somewhat repetitive. Uh, He used them the same one almost throughout the movie a couple times and also it's very derivative of what we've seen from Doctor Strange in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and just let me clear this up for everybody. I know that Dr. Fate was long established before Doctor Strange. Doctor Fate is is uh, uh, pre- preceded uh, Doctor Strange, just to clarify that for everybody. So um, I was a little, uh, you know, I was a little bored with that. But uh, one of the other things was, is that, um, and this is in the trailer so I can talk about it. But with his helmet having no eyes, um, I'm a big fan of, you know, Young Justice and uh, the Justice League animated series and not seeing Dr. Fate with his light up eyes. Okay, I already talked about Cyclone. Before I talk about any other Justice Society member though, I do wanna talk about Black Adam. So let's get into Black Adam. I gotta say that the stunt design, the action sequences, the action set pieces for Black Adam were extremely creative. Uh, They used the space very well. Uh, His feats were varied. He was doing all kinds of things, everything from using his strength to his speed to flight um there was one sequence that was absolutely shocking that I did not think I would ever see on screen but it was fucking awesome it comes closer to the end Uh, and then there's another one during the introduction where you're just like holy shit this dude means business it's clear to me it's made very clear to the audience that Black Adam is a no fuck around character and I know that that's made very clear in the trailer as well but But it's definitely made clear in this film that he is literally wrath personified. He doesn't care, he's brutal, he pulls no punches, he offers you no mercy. It's just if you get in his way, you're dead. That's more or less how Black Adam operates. And the way that he does it is just shocking, intense, and mind blowing at times. So don't take your eyes off the screen when Black Adam is in a fight sequence because it's gonna be awesome to watch, it's really great. It was kind of a bummer, you know? I wanted to see that, but what can you do? The helmet looks still cool, the helmet definitely still look cool Um, and the costuming for all the characters was amazing and I was a big fan of some of the style choices that they made for some of the characters. Obviously there's been this comparison of Adam Smasher to Deadpool, which is not too far off the mark he definitely does have a lot of resemblance to the Deadpool character, but I think the prod, the character design for the justice society, uh, was an overall win. I think Hawkman looked pretty cool. Uh, I thought Cyclone looked really great. Uh, I also love the Dr. Fate suit, even though it didn't have the, uh, prototypical ankh on it, which that's, that's another thing I would have loved to see is that, is that, uh, you know, that perfect ankh shape, uh, that wasn't there. And, um, Yeah, so getting back into the stylization of the combat, one of the characters' stylization and combat that I really love was Cyclones. Cyclones, with even slow motion, it's just so graceful and poetic. It's sort of called back to uh, the fight scene in Shang-Chi between Wenwu and uh, Shang-Chi's mother. Um, I really liked it. It was slow. It was rhythmic. It was, uh, uh, you know, it was poetic um, very sort of ballet like, and uh, I was a big fan of it. I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty awesome. There's one justice society member in particular that I thought they could have been more creative with, with his combat style, with his fighting style, with the way that they coordinated his stunt pieces. I thought it could have been a little bit more creative, but uh, what can you do? And then you know one of the justice sorry one of the justice society members gets to be the uh, the comic relief. And I wasn't a big fan of that. I wasn't a big fan of that. I'm not I'm not one of these people that thinks that there's got to be a funny person in every group. So I just kind of feel like, you know, they did rock, paper, scissors. And this guy was like, you're going to be the funny one. So as far as character development goes, there wasn't really a ton to sink your teeth into. Because you don't, like, you're introduced to these characters for the first time in this movie as a team. Uh, They did find a couple of rare moments to play up some of the emotional beats of the film with a couple of the different characters, and there were some character moments between some of the Justice Society members uh, that you know had some weight to them. But as far as character development, it just it, it you know I just felt like it it could have been a little bit better developed. That's my take on it. And although I like the Justice Society in this film, and I think that they played a pretty pivotal role in they were, they were great in their, in their moments. I don't really see why the justice society was the team in this movie. It should have been the justice league because we'd never been introduced to the justice society before. And we meet them all as a team and somebody else's story. It just didn't really have the desired impact that I think that the filmmakers thought it was going to have. Sure. You know, it's a, you know, it's a cool fan service moment, um, you know, for people who are fans of the justice society fans of Hawkman, fans of Dr. Fate, fans of Cyclone, fans of Adam Smasher. But at the end of the day, there's nothing really leading us up to this moment. We don't get to spend any time with these characters uh, besides in their conflict um, in Condock in this movie. So, you know, I would have preferred if they'd stuck with a team that we knew and characters that we were already emotionally invested in. Um, I thought that that may have played uh, a lot better. Now, as far as performances go, I got to be honest, there wasn't anything that like blew my mind about anybody's performance except for like Sarah Shahi, and her, uh, the guy, the, the boy that played her son, uh, Bodhi Sambangui. Um, I'm probably butchering his name, but I would say that those were the standout performances of the movie. Um, you know, Pierce Brosnan definitely had his moments. Um, you know, I've seen, a, you know, I've seen quite a lot of Aldous Hodge. Uh, I, I, was a, I was a fan of that series Leverage for a while. And this just felt like Aldous Hodge. Like, I've, I've never re- Like I've never seen Aldous Hodge be in a role that had a lot of range to it. Um, and I felt like the Hawkman character was sort of something where, you know, he had a few different moods uh, throughout the story. Uh, not a lot of range to sort of play with uh, where Aldous could sort of play with it. So I didn't really get to see a lot of that. Um, so yeah, for, you know, you know, it is what it is. And then, um, I'd also say that, uh, Quintusis Wendell was actually pretty good. There's a, you know, there's a couple of rare moments that she has with uh, one of the other Justice Society, uh, members that I was really impressed with and, uh, her range and, and her, uh, her, 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 ability to inhabit, uh, that character and to, uh, and, and to make the audience believe it. Um, I was really impressed with that. And, you know, Pierce Brosnan is Pierce Brosnan. He's great, but I'd, I've never seen him as, as an actor that has uh, a ton of range, and we didn't get, really get to see a ton of range out of Pierce Brosnan in this film either. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's fun, and I wasn't expecting uh, for this to be the actor's studio of comic book movies. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, as far as The Rock goes, you know, he had a couple of moments where I saw him move beyond what we've understood him to be in almost every role he's played. He said, you know, he had a couple of moments, but, um, you know, he's not going to win an award for this performance, but uh, you know, it's definitely commendable that he's, that he is growing as an actor. I will say that he's definitely growing as an actor. And I think his, you know, his passion for this project uh, certainly m- most likely played a role in that, you know, where he could, tap into some of the tools and some of the uh, emotions and and feelings that he never really gets to tap into is the characters that he's played in the past so i was excited to uh to see him grow as an actor and and uh you know develop as an actor i think the conclusion of the film is going to definitely surprise some people it's definitely not something that i saw coming and they use a couple of twists and turns to sort of get them there to kind of catch the audience off guard. And the conclusion definitely opens the door of endless possibilities for the DC EU, the DC cinematic universe. Like this is is definitely a clean slate. Uh, It's definitely a place where we can sort of do a soft reboot from. And uh, I think that's what's sort of gonna happen here is we're gonna see uh, Black Adam uh, play a much more prominent role in the DC universe as we move forward and uh, Kandak or Kandak. Um. Okay. So final thoughts. I'm out of 10. I would say black Adam is around a seven to 7.5. Um, that's where I would put it. I think it was a lot of fun. It was action packed. It was thrilling. The special effects were well done in a sense of their design I think that there was a little bit of an overreliance on the slow motion and some of the stylization, like I was saying. But who knows? You might be into that. I think it was maybe a little bit overused, but it's enjoyable at times. There's a lot of moments where it's actually uh, benefiting the film and benefit, benefiting the character uh, that it's being uh, used for. So um, overall, like I said, 7, 7, 7 to 7.5. Uh, definitely go and see it I think it's a movie that everybody should see and should you know make their own mind up Um, like I said a lot of fun it's enjoyable a lot of the characters are fun you'll definitely have a couple of laughs Um, and be sure to stick around for that end credit sequence for sure do not miss that that's definitely going to get leaked it's already been leaked actually uh, it's all over Twitter. I've heard people talking about it. I've seen screenshots. So if you don't know about it, avoid it as best you can. But uh, this this is definitely something people are going to be talking about once Black Adam sort of has its uh, you know first opening days in theater. We're definitely going to see people talking about that end credit sequence. Anyways, thank you for joining me for this Fresh Out of Theater reaction. I hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss our next episode. We'll be doing a full spoiler hot review of Black Adam in the days to come. You do not want to miss that. I'll sit down with uh, most likely Christina, Ryan, and even potentially Saba. And we're going to break down the movie, get into some hot spoiler territory, and uh, really dig deep. So you don't want to miss that. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at meanwhile underscore pod. We are always actively posting there, whether it's our thoughts, our feelings, opinions, musings, memes, videos, photos, comic book art. You know, we sort of fill the Twitter feed with uh, whatever we like. So definitely come and check that out. Uh, I'm sure you'll find something that you dig. Well, that's all she wrote. To be continued, I'm Frank McGuire. Peace.